Welcome back. And good news is we only have a few questions this morning, so we get to go to food earlier today. <laughs> Let's say, first question. Uh, can you give some references we might refer to showing that the carbon dioxide is actually shrinking deserts and increasing plant life? Um, and uh, so, yeah, in my blogs, uh, for uh, not this week, this week was on chaos and, and, and um, cosmos, but the two weeks before, and the, the second one on God's promises and climate change, I actually have links in there that you can go to and see that. And if you follow us on Facebook, somebody posted on our Facebook um, page underneath where we posted for that blog, uh, two other links that I didn't have. One was from the NASA website in 2016 showing satellite imagery documenting the, the reduction in, in deserts. Uh, again, what I've documented, if you haven't read the blog, read the blog, but the bottom line is everything you've, basically everything you've been told about climate change is a lie and that using, uh, using fossil fuels, putting carbon back into the atmosphere, carbon is a building block for both plant and animal life, and all that carbon got sequestered into the earth at the time of the flood. And now as we're putting it back in the atmosphere, plant life is expanding and deserts, wastelands are reducing and shrinking rapidly and the earth is becoming more habitable and more green. Uh, It's just the opposite of what we've been told. And so on the website, the links are there and you can find and chase those down. Uh, Dr. Jennings, I really appreciate your two blogs on climate change. I came across the article, Climate Change is Contributing to the Rise of Superbugs. Interesting how climate change fear mongers will use anything to incite fear and worry. I do believe superbugs arise when we uh, humans consume so many antibiotics that they begin to fail in the uh, object, objectives for which they were intended. In your view, what is the reason for rise of superbugs? No, you've already said it. Superbugs are the consequence of overuse uh, of antibiotics and then what happens is you kill out the species that are sensitive and the ones that are resistant grow and reproduce to a point that they're no longer responding to the antibiotics anymore. It has nothing to do with climate change. It has to do with antibiotic use. So you're exactly right. Ecclesiastes 7.28. I am genuinely confused as to what this verse is referring to. Did Solomon mean that when he searched for upright people, there were more upright men than women? (laughs) And so here's what it says. Uh, Look, says the teacher, this is what I have discovered. Adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I was searching but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand, but not one upright woman among them all. (laughs) Amen. Would anyone like to close with the... I'm glad, I'm glad you all knew I was just joking when I said that. <laughs> okay. um, no, this is Ecclesiastes. You have to understand context and history and who's writing. When was Ecclesiastes written? At the beginning of Solomon's life or at the end? At the end. And what did Solomon do? He fa- how many wives did he have? <laughs> 700. And how many concubines? 300 for a total of? 1,000. I have found one upright man among 1,000, but not one woman among them all. Now, if you're Solomon, first off, he deviated from God's design. We certainly don't have a list of the 1,000 women he married, but the women and insights we do have about the women he married, most of these were... Pagans. Pagans, number one, from political alliances. 
forming treaties and contracts with the nations around him. Now, do you think that these women are coming into a relationship with him with good motives to love and uplift Solomon and honor him and, and be godly wives? Uh, or do you think they're coming in as political hacks to manipulate, to control, to divert away resources to benefit the countries of their origins? And this is how he ended up setting up all these pagan worship centers in Israel, how he ended up sacrificing one of his own children to one of the pagan gods. Uh, How he did all this was under the influence of his wives, who he selected not based on the quality of their character, but based on their political influence. And so he is telling you what his experience was. This is not a comment on whether there can be righteous women or not. He's telling you and, and says, says, adding anything to another, I found, uh, says, I was searching. This is what I found. This was his experience. And history would bear him out. I don't think he probably had very many virtuous, righteous women seeking him out. Let's see, if you were a virtuous, righteous woman, and I'm going to say, I'm assuming that every woman in here is. (laughs) So all you virtuous, righteous women, I just want you to imagine you're back, you're 19 years of age again, maybe 18, and you're single and you're looking for your husband. Solomon has 687 wives and 200 concubines already. Uh, Is he high on your list to pursue as a virtuous woman? (laughs) No, he's off the list. I I don't care he's wealthy. I don't care how much money he's got. I don't care he's a king. He's not virtuous. Look how he's living. I don't want him. So think about the selection bias going on once Solomon went down this trail. He's going to draw to him women who are not virtuous. So this is what I see happening. What you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. And so this is what I see happening. It's not a comment at all on the quality of, of male and female ability to be virtuous or righteous. It's a comment of what he was experiencing as a, as a consequence of the choices in his life. So I, I, oh, good. We've had a few more questions pop in. I got, evidently, they want us to eat a little later. <laughs> Like, I'm on the West Coast. It's not lunchtime yet. Here's a, here's a question. <laughs> I love what you said at the end of class about selecting someone to marry by having similar characteristics. I've been uh, single 10 years, and when, I have, uh, when I've met someone, I direct them to your website starting uh, with the level se- seven levels of moral development. Yes. So I'm going to... Well done. Okay. No, this is great because healthy relationships require healthy people. You cannot have a healthy relationship with an unhealthy person, even if you are perfectly healthy. Jesus Christ's relationship with Judas ended in betrayal. Even, even though Jesus was perfect, he could not have a healthy relationship with Judas because Judas was not healthy. Okay? So healthy relationships require healthy. Now, uh, healthy relationships do not require sinless people. We don't have to be perfect to have a healthy relationship. We have to be healthy. And healthier people who love God, love others, and are willing to look in the mirror, own their own shortcomings, and through God's grace, work on overcoming them. They're willing to mature. That's what healthiness is. Okay? Uh, seven levels more to seven. To see if they understand and are, and are in agreement. The thought has occurred to me that it sure would be nice to have singles 
a single site based on understanding what law lens is being looked through. What do you think? Hey, I, I, I would love to, uh, to, to look at that site once you get it up and running. So why don't you send us the link so we can check it out when you get that up and running? So the question is, what is the Day of Atonement? How does it relate in our day? I encourage you to go to our website, go under our resource section, or actually on our homepage, and get our um, The Wedding of Christ to His Bride. And I explain all of that in there in detail. You can, if you have a U.S. Postal address, you can email us and ask for a physical copy to be mailed to you at no charge. Or you can look at the flip book or download the PDF from our site at no cost today. But if you would like to know more about that, go to that website, explain, I mean, that document explains it in detail. Are people living in darkness with no interest in God? Are, are people who are living in darkness with no interest in God children of God? So, I'm trying to think if I posted that recently or is that the blog for this week? That might be, that's the blog for this Thursday. I just sent it to Dean this morning. And so, I'll encourage you, check our blog out on Thursday. What is, how do you become a member of the family of God? And what does that mean? So, uh, since I just wrote a blog on it, it's going to be like three and a half pages long. And I explain that in detail with Bible verses. I'll just let you read that on Thursday, and, uh, and that'll answer that question. And if after Thursday it didn't answer your question, then ask this question again next week. Well, you know, I, I really do want people to frequent some of our resources. I spent a lot of time uh, putting these out there. And, be, and, be, and then instead of me just giving the answer, once you recognize it, you can actually go, oh, I love that. I'm going to share it with people and send that link out and you, you, it's a sharing resource. Why, other than mass popular delusion, it seems inexplicable how media and the public are apparently unaware of at least many dozens of U.S. government entities, um, and list some of them, um, posted, uh, government entities like NASA and some of these others, posted studies on the um, carbon dioxide enrichment increases, um, the photosynthesis and vegetative production increasing um, uh, drought tolerance, meaning that you have less drought and you have less um, desert places, and so this is what I, this is what I blog. How, 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 why are people? Because there is a propaganda machine out there. That's right. And the propaganda machine, understand, in this world right now, Satan's forces are moving. Fine. Satan is a roaring lion described at the end of time. And a lion's roar is designed to incite fear. And understand that all, essentially, all major media organizations and the big corporations of this country and the major power players and the leadership of almost all of the major governmental systems and, and, and oversight boards and, and bureaucratic systems of control are run by godless people. People who believe in evolutionism, believe the Bible's a myth, do not accept biblical principles, and though, so they have these multiple theories that originate in, in the assumption that we evolved over millions of years of time, and there is no God, and our future is what we make of it, and there's no second coming, and there's no new heaven and new earth, and there's no actual moral standard, and there's no male, and there's no female, and there's no God designed for marriage, and there's uh, et cetera, et cetera, and there's no flood, there was no great flood, and all, and all that carbon that's buried in our oil and coal fields, well, we really don't really even know how that happened, um, but, but it certainly wasn't uh, uh, sequestering at the time of a flood, and so they're, they, have, they're, they are vacuous, 
meaning they have no substance to their understanding of reality. Their, their entire worldview is based on falsehood and, and fantasy. And then they come forward with these, with these various theories. Uh, and the purpose of the theories and these, and these various narratives are to increase fear. Global warming. And, and if, you've, if you haven't been to our website on the homepage... And on the homepage, if you haven't listened to the lecture I did last summer on COVID and how you've been deceived. And I walk through the, the processes being used. And one of the things that uh, organizations that want to control the masses, the most useful thing to control mass of people is inciting fear. And, and you incite fear by presenting to them a threat that they cannot objectively measure with the senses God gave them. You can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't smell it, you can't measure it. So a viral threat was perfect. Global warming or climate change is another one. You have no ability with your senses to sense whether there's global climate change going on. None whatsoever. And so they put these threats out, these threats out there with lots of propaganda and misinformation to make you afraid. And as you get more afraid, you want to be safe. And what do you do to get safe? Well, you want to listen to somebody who's got the answers because you can't go to any authority. So you're going to trust the people who've been put in authority, which are some government person who is godless in his origin and who is not interested in your welfare, who is trying to change the landscape of society to take away your liberties and to take away your economic freedoms in order to empower the ruling elites to have greater control over the masses. This is really what's happening in the world today. This is Satan's form of government. Satan's form of government through all history from every nation in the world, there's always a few ruling elites that exploit the masses for the benefit of the elites. God's government is that those with the most power give of themselves the most to uplift the masses. Okay? And what's happening in the world is this exploitation through these narratives. Climate change. Let's control carbon emissions. And all this stuff you're hearing, if you actually look at the outcome of these things, it has nothing to do with improving the climate. In fact, most of the climate change agenda, if you actually did it, will harm the climate, will harm the planet, will harm the environment. All this electric vehicle stuff, it's way harsher on the planet and the climate and the, and the, and the uh, environment than the, the, the using the, the carbon-based fuels that we've been using. That is much better for the climate and for the earth than what, what, what this stuff is doing. But why do they do it? Because they're wanting to shift the balance of power. They're wanting to, and during COVID, the same thing. You know there was over $2 trillion shifted from Average mom and pop, middle-income Americans into the big corporates uh, during that two-year period. Two trillion dollars shifted out of the out of the savings accounts and 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 uh, ownership of people into big corporate interests. This was not an accident. This was part of the end game, and it's all hidden behind this. Oh, we only we only just want to save lives. We just want to do this to save lives. We got to do this to keep you safe. Don't you know it's scary out there? And don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Don't think. We already know better. We have the answers. And so that's what I see is going on. And you say, why is the mass population? Because the mass of people in the world are being conditioned in the world today to be followers, not thinkers. Remember Ellen White says in the book Education? That we are to be thinkers, not mere reflectors of other people's thoughts. This is exactly the opposite of what the world is trying to do. And you see this across the landscape. I'm going to tell you another story. I'm going to, my wife and I had to have a, have a, a HVAC repairman to the house to, to repair a, one of our uh, air conditioning systems uh, last year. And uh, it's an old unit, 20 years old. But the only thing wrong with it, it had a flow valve that was broken. 
So they, they contacted. And of course, you know, when the preparement comes out today, they always come out with their iPad. And so they looked at them and they go down their algorithm on their iPad that tells them what their next step is. So he's going down there. Okay. Oh, okay. They diagnose. Oh, it's a flow valve problem. Flow valve problem. Okay. Boop. Hit the little button. Let's order. Oh, it's from this company. Oh, that's 20 years old. They don't make it anymore. What's the algorithm says? Buy a new system. Because there's no thinking. In the old days, a repairman comes out, flow valve, okay, yeah, we'll get you. Oh, they don't make that anymore, no problem. Um, that's very similar to the one this other company makes. We'll go over there, we only, have to, uh, um, we only have to feather it just a little bit, it'll fit in here, we'll make this work, and your unit's still fine, there's no reason to place it. They would actually problem solve it for you and come up with a solution. Understand, it is purposeful to condition the minds of people today to not be able to do that, including in medicine. I will tell you so many medical doctors and nurse practitioners and they have algorithms and they follow the algorithm. And if the algorithm tells them the answer, they don't even question it. They don't know how to problem solve the answer anymore. This is intentional. Locking people in so that the people in the top who are writing the algorithms and writing the protocols control what you ultimately do. You're just following the rules. You're a good little rule keeper. You follow the algorithm. You play inside the lines. You never color outside the lines. <laughs> and that's the goal. This is what's happening. And we are not to be that way. We are to be mature Christians, mature people who have the ability to discern right from wrong, think for ourselves, think outside the box, and don't conform to these things. So I, that's what I think is happening. And you're exactly right to recognize that the world is, in certain ways, becoming delusional in many of these things. So, gracious Father in heaven, we thank you that you have given us minds and created us in your image and you've called us to reason and to grow and to mature and to learn to discern and to think and we ask that the spirit of truth will enlighten our minds, strengthen our own discerning abilities to to weigh the evidences and come to our own conclusions in harmony with your kingdom and then to be able to implement those in ways that are wise and, and in harmony with how you would have it done. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen.